Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. trickling in, but I'm going to go ahead and keep going. Um, I just wanted to say thanks to a few people. Bailey, are you around? Stephen? There she is. Everybody just give Stephen and Bailey a hand. Thank you so much for coming. Stephen's hiding, but he's here. Um, Listen, they just got back from a trip overseas last night. And they're going out of town again tomorrow. And so I know they're tired, they're exhausted, but they came to bring all their stuff. And I just want to thank them for doing that. And thank you guys for supporting uh, the people in Kenya through Kabibi Design. And I want to tell you something she told me. I asked her, um, like, is it okay? Do you have enough stuff? Can you bring it? Because I think, you know, people would be really interested in buying it. And she said, if you, didn't, if you guys didn't support this ministry and and buy things tonight. When she goes back in October, she wouldn't have any work to offer the people in Kenya. So because of all of you being here and them being here, you are helping people get work in October. So it really does work like that. So thank you for supporting Kabibi Design. And she was asking you to like it on Instagram. There's Kabibi Design, and you can like Involved International also. And she posts pictures of the people making these bags and everything, and she posts pictures of their children that are benefiting from it, so follow her on that. Also, I just want to thank everybody for decorating and setting up and cooking. Almost all of this food is homemade, so thank you guys for making this evening amazing. Thank you, Shannon, for being the only the second dude here. So, anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you guys tonight. My, the title of my message is, Do You Know Who You Are? And uh, I wanted to start out with some funny, like, humor and just to get the night kicked off. And so I have some funny memes for you guys, work-life, mom, balance stuff for you. So this one, I'm looking for a moisturizer to hide the fact that I've been tired since 2008, right? Wouldn't we love that? Okay, <laughs> this one, when you have to make the coffee before you've had the coffee, I actually never experienced this because my, I set my coffee maker before I go to bed, so when I wake up, it's made. Okay. Okay, this is the, when you say you look tired, yeah, I'm a teacher. I think it's just so my face looks all the time now, because aren't teachers great? They have to keep all our kids all day long and, and teach them and love them. Okay, that's cute. You will never sleep again. Anybody have little babies in here tonight? Or children that don't sleep? Yeah, it's hard. Okay. The reason good women are hard to find is because they're usually busy working. Okay. 
Okay, this is my favorite, and she's going to stay up there for a while. Me, trying to have a career, maintain a social life, exercise, drink enough water, text back, stay sane enough, and survive. Right? We got to do all the things. So I want to leave Corolla up there for a few minutes because I'm going to point to her. Because think about which one you identify with the most. She's the one I identify with the most today and kind of all the time, right? Um, Because I'm going to talk to you tonight about how wonderful and amazing and what an amazing purpose you guys are and have, right? How many messages do you hear about that? I want to encourage you tonight with who you are. And we forget that a lot of times when we look like that woman, When we're like going crazy and doing all the things and trying to get it all done, we forget who we are. And Robin Fisher back there waves, say, hi, Robin. Okay, Robin says to me quite frequently when I I text her, call her, catch her on Sunday and say, hey, I want to do this for our FC women or I want to try to pull this off. Do you think I can pull that off or do you think they'll care or what do you think about that? And she she always says, "Uh, do you know who you are? And I'm like, yes, right. Do you know who I am? Because I never, ever think like that. So she has to remind me. So I'm going to remind you tonight, do you know who you are? Okay? And I want you to say it back to me with attitude. So I'm going to say it the way I want you to say it, and then you say it after me, loud. Do you know who I am? Yes, I want you to leave tonight, like, walking out like, do you know who I am? You better get out of my way, because I will tell you who I am. That's how I want you to feel tonight. So I'm going to start with my text really quick. You can take her down. I'll talk about her some more, but anyway. So the text is Ephesians 1, 18 through 22, and it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened so that you might know the hope which he has called you to the riches of your glorious inheritance and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same mighty strength God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heaven, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion. And you skip to 22 and it says, and God has placed all things under his feet. I just want to kind of go through this. I want you to know the hope he's called you to. I want you to know the riches of your glorious inheritance. That means if you have an inheritance that you're his child, you're God's daughter, and his incomparable great power, you have incomparable great power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. If Jesus has everything under his feet, all rule and authority, then so do you in Jesus' authority that lives inside of you, right? And so back to the, the Cruella lady, we know what Scripture says, and we believe it, but we forget it when we look like Cruella, when we are trying to drink all the water and text all the people and do all the things and be nice at the same time, right? We forget it because women, woman life is hard, right? And you just say amen. Because woman life is hard, and it doesn't matter what stage you're in. You could have tiny babies. You could be um, working, you could be a grandma, you could be a student. I've seen it from all of you ladies that all stages are hard, but all stages you're engaged in a great work. And I want you to remember that tonight. Ephesians 2.10 says that you are God's masterpiece created created to do good things he has planned for you to do. 
okay? So because you're in a, engaged in a great work, you're doing good things that God planned for you to do. You are his masterpiece. You are also fighting battles. You're fighting battles for yourself. You're fighting battles for your family, for your coworkers, for your friends. And you guys are safe people serving people. I see you all the time. You're found people finding people. You're ministering and mentoring. You're raising world changers. You are world changers, right? But I want you to remember, and I want you to think about it when you feel like Cruella, that what you do matters. I want you to really think about what you're doing, whether you're changing diapers, you're doing dishes, you're being nice to that person at work that you don't want to be nice to all the time, you're in school, whatever it is, what you do matters. Every single bit of it. Even if you don't feel like it, it does matter. And I will tell you, the enemy knows exactly who you are. And he knows that everything you do matters. And he is afraid of you. Right? I want to encourage you with that tonight. And because he's afraid of you, he is constantly trying to talk you out of who you are. He's constantly trying to talk you out of your big, great work that God is calling you to do, right? And so because he's doing that and we're always rushing around and life is hectic, we got all the things to do and all the people to see, um, we get off track. We get our focus on to the negative. We start listening to the lies. We start listening to the enemy. We give in to fear and insecurity. We can't let that take us off of our purpose and off of the great work that God has for us. So tonight, I'm going to give you three short ways to help you remember who you are and not be taken out by that, not be so easily taken out by the enemy. And listen, these three things are not rocket science. They are so simple. They are very subtle because that's what Satan does with lies. The lies are so subtle that they almost seem like the truth, and they hit our deepest insecurity, so they feel like the truth, right? And so, but we're gonna, not going to compare our feelings and our thoughts. We're going to compare it to God's Word tonight, and we're gonna, I'm just going to go through these three ways to try to help you remember who you are and what you're called to do. So the first, and I'm going to ask you to evaluate some things. So if you want to have something on your phone to write them down, go ahead. All right. So the first way the enemy tries to talk us out of who we are is very simply just trying to make us overwhelmed. How many of you feel overwhelmed? Kind of all the time. Yes. Does it matter what you're doing in life? We kind of always feel overwhelmed. And being overwhelmed leads to discouragement. And then it leads to complaining and then it leads to, well, I just can't. This is too hard. I can't. And you just, you just give up, right? You, instead of operating in the incomparable power that you have, you begin to operate out of lack and out of, I can't do it anymore. But I want to tell you, do you know who you are tonight? You are called. So what is it that God's asking you to do? And listen, I'm a preparer. Anybody here knows that I've been preparing for this message for probably like six months. I'm not like Justin. <laughs> I've had this message in my heart since June, and I've been working on it. I didn't actually know who I was going to speak it to. Um, but I'm going to say some things right now that Justin said two weeks ago, like word for word. And when he preached it, I was like, oh, are you kidding me? And then I realized um, he didn't steal my thunder. The Holy Spirit wanted you to hear it twice because I had it written a long time ago, and I didn't tell him what I was going to say. So, back to, 
You are called. And so what's God asking you to do? Because you can't do everything that everybody asks you to do. You do what God, your father, created you as a masterpiece to do. Okay, and so I love talking to women because I get you, and I'm right there with you, and so we want to do all the nice things for all the people. We want to say yes when people need and do this and help me, and then you start to think, oh, I don't want to not help because what if they think bad, or what if they get mad at me, or what if they need me, and nobody else can do it, and we just want to do all the things for all the people, and those What ifs are lies from the enemy guilting you into doing too much, taking your focus off of what God has asked you to do, wearing you down, being exhausted and overworked? And my my favorite thing, I've probably said it too much, my favorite quote from Joyce Meyer is, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, right? And here's the thing I got to balance that out with. What God's called you to is a great big God-sized task. And we can't do that in our own strength. We do that in that great incomparable power that Christ gives us in his strength. And it is going to make you busy. And you may be feeling overwhelmed at times. But what I'm talking about with the Satan making you feel overwhelmed is with all the extra things. All the things people throw at you. All the things that take you off that big, great God-sized task. That kind of busy is the enemy of purpose. So you've got to do what God created you as a masterpiece to do. And so I wanted to ask you to evaluate tonight, am I running with purpose in every step? Because you can't run in every direction, wasting your time doing everything that everybody asks. You've got to know who you are and run with purpose. So evaluate, am I doing too much? Am I splintered and scattered? Am I running with purpose in every step? And here's the thing about evaluating that. Like, I'm going to ask you to evaluate some other things, but this one is an everyday evaluate. Because if you're a jogger or even a walker, you have to watch where you're going when you jog. You can't look behind you and jog or look up at the clouds and jog because there's obstacles in your path. There's cracks in the sidewalk. There's spider webs. There, <laughs> there are big spiders. There are sticks. There's dogs. There's all kinds of things that can run out in your path. And my youngest daughter, Chloe, used to run full speed ahead everywhere she went looking behind her. And she splatted all the time hard. And I used to say, you've got to watch where you're going. And I'm saying that to you tonight. You've got to watch where you're going. You've got to stay alert because your enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he might devour. And so you've got to look where you're going every day. Like, God, you can't veer off to this way or this way, but God, am I going this way? Is this where I'm running with purpose in every step? And you've got to stay focused on what he's called you to do because Satan wants to make you overwhelmed with everything but what God has called you to do. So the second thing that the enemy tries to talk us out of who we are and what we're called to do is fear. And I have experience with fear, and so I feel really excited about talking about this tonight. Um, And you don't have to be a scaredy cat to be talked out of your purpose with fear, because I think as women, we get attacked mostly with the what-ifs, right? The what-ifs can stop us in our tracks. If you think about it, fear isn't actually real. It's not tangible. It's a thought. It's a fear I mean, it's a feeling and it's a thought, but it can keep us from real things. And I'm not talking tonight about healthy fear that keeps you out of dangerous situations. I'm talking about fear when it's a lie. And you guys have heard those lies whispered. I actually had that happen to me today. 
Um, but you, um, you hear these thoughts, God asks you to do something, and you hear, who do you think you are? Like, you can't do that. You don't know how to do that. You don't have resources to do that. What if they think this? What if you don't do it right and you look stupid? What if, this is a big one, um, what if this is just me telling me to do this and it's not God and I miss it? What if, right? What if I make a bad decision? Allowing fear to rule is like walking around in the wilderness and never making it into the promised land. I had that thought because the, the Israelites didn't have an actual boundary. They just walked in circles for 40 years because it was all in their head. They were disgruntled, they were discouraged, they were fearful, they were disobedient, and they made their own boundary in the wilderness. That's what happens to us when we let Satan distract us with something that's not real. It's fake. It's not going to happen. But we say, but what if? Right? And um, so I want to ask you, how many things have you not done because God has asked, not done that God has asked you because you were afraid? How many things have you just not done? Give me something easy like go talk to that person over there. Go text that person. Go pay for that person's lunch. It could be something really big like start a business or finish a degree or finish this goal. But how many times have we not done it? And I actually had that happen to me today when I was preparing for this. The last couple of weeks, God's been telling me to call this person. And I have big what-if excuses why not to. And um, so I've been just like, yeah, I just don't think that's going to work out well, God. And um, so today I had the prompting to call this person again. And I started thinking, this is very scary thought to me. What if these people criticize me? Because they will. What if these people say this? And he's like, they probably will. But have you read point number two in your sermon recently? You know, (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) So I want you to think about that. How the what ifs stop us from doing real things for God. And I want you to think about when you hear those what ifs and when you hear those lies, that you would just turn and say to Satan, do you know who I am? Right? And then I want you to throw a what if back at him and say, what if I do it anyway? Because we can. We don't have to let fear take us captive. And just another thing about fear, did you know you can speak to fear? Because remember, at the beginning of our scripture, it says all things are under Jesus' feet. He has power over all rule, all dominion, over everything. And we can just start quoting 2 Timothy 1.7 that says, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. There's the power, again, love and a sound mind. You can quote 2 Corinthians 10.3-5 that says, I have the power to demolish strongholds. There's the power. I want you to remember who you are and how much power you have. And you can take those thoughts captive. Listen, Again, the enemy is afraid of you, so he uses the tool of fear to try to mute you, right? He can't stop us, but he can talk us into stopping ourselves. And we don't need to do that, because do you know who you are, right? He can't stop you. So I just want you to, I want you to evaluate, are you letting fear dictate who you are, and what God's asking you to do. Are you allowing fear to rule? Okay, so this last one is going to kind of sound redundant, but it's not. They're just all simple and subtle, and I feel like they're all weaved together. But this last way that Satan tries to talk us out of who we are is just to cause us to forget, right? 
just to forget who you are and whose you are. And this one is the easiest for me. This is what I struggle with the most because we're easily distracted, right? Especially if we're Cruella. We're just all kinds of all over the place. I can't even remember what, why I'm in whatever room I'm in ever. I did it here like 10 times. I was like, why am I in the copy closet again? Okay, and so, you know, whoever scientist said, like it was like a year ago, they came out with how multitasking was bad. Like, are you kidding me? And they were saying that you can't get as much done multitasking as you can doing one thing at a time. And I'm like, yes, you can. I can do 10 things at once way faster than I can do one thing. It's totally true. But the problem is I forget everything I do. I'm like, oh, did I call you? Oh, did I tell you that? Oh, I turned that in. I didn't remember I turned that in. I can't remember what I do when I do 10 things at one time. And I was at Nadia's house the other day. She was moving. This is a testament to forgetting. And she had her phone, and I'm telling you, I was only there like 30 minutes, and her phone, like, reminder dinged like 10 times with 10 different reminders. Like, we were talking, and it was like, ding. She was like, oh, I got to do this. We're talking, it's like, ding. Oh, I got to do this. And I was like, I can't handle your reminders. You're going to have to turn them off because they're stressing me out. <laughs> but she literally had her phone reminder of something every two minutes. So I was like, yes, we can't remember anything, Right? So we do that in our spiritual life as well. We just get busy. We just let life come at us. And listen, when we are only in our own presence, we're left to our own thoughts and our own feelings, and we're in the presence of other people, we ping from thing to thing to thing that grabs our attention and that makes other people happy. That's what we do when we forget who we are. We just focus on what's right in front of us and what pleases other people because that's the easiest thing to do. So I want to tell you tonight that it's in God's presence that we find that focus, that we remember who we are, and that we can just sit with him and be reminded. So I want you to evaluate, are you in God's presence enough? I mean, don't we need peace, right? Because you can't remember who you are without being in God's presence. We are too flooded with life. Everything's just coming at us too quickly. We've got to find time to steal away and just sit. Just sit in his presence and soak up that peace that he offers us. And then he reminds us that we're his masterpiece, that we're his daughter, that we're his beloved. He reminds us all the things he's blessed us with that we're called to give out to other people. And then we find the peace to surrender all the heavy burdens and all of the guilt and everything that people put on top of us to do. We can surrender that and find peace in who we are and what he's asking us to do. His, his presence is what makes us who we are. And also when we're in his presence, he gently just nudges out all the junk right? He nudges out the stress and the worry and the guilt. He nudges out the comparison, the competing. Well, look at her. She's doing all those things. I can't do all those things. He just nudges all that out, and he pours in his grace that is sufficient for us, and his power, again, the power that's made perfect in our weakness. So what a gift his presence is. It really is. Are you in God's presence enough? I really want you to think about that because when I'm not, I tend to see just what's in front of me. And um, what's in front of me is usually a problem or it's frustrating 
or it's just something's not going my way, and I begin to focus on what's right in front of me. And then I get frustrated, and then I start asking God, why, why is it like this? Why is this not working out in my timing? Why aren't you doing what I want you to do? And so my, my communication here gets frustrating, and then my communication out here gets frustrated because I'm just focused on me and my stuff. But the shift happens when I just remember to be just to sit and be still and be with God and be in his presence. And when I do that, I stop looking here and I start looking here. And I start asking God, instead of telling him all the stuff, just what are you doing in my life? What are you doing in this situation? What are you calling me to do in this? How are you helping me? How are you growing me? And it takes the perspective off of this to who I am in him and what he's doing. And that's where the peace happens. That's where you remember he's in control. You remember that you can trust him with anything. And then you can remember to praise through the pain. And that is the breakthrough. That is it. The peace and closeness you find when you can just sit with God and things aren't exactly how you want and you can weave thankfulness and praise into that. That's the transformation. It changes everything when you can be with him in the midst of all the Cruella stuff, right? And it reminds you that incomparable great power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and you can do it. And you leave the presence of God thinking, I know who I am and I know what I'm called to do and it is okay because he's got it, right? So I want to take a few minutes to just sit in God's presence with you I know we don't have music, but we don't have to have music to pray together, right? So I just want everybody to close your eyes with me. Let's just take a deep breath and just sit because we know he's here with us tonight. And I want you to ask God, just you and yourself, just talk to him and ask him, are you running in too many directions trying to please God? I mean, trying to please other people. Are you listening to fears? Is there something God's been asking you to do that you've been saying no to because you're afraid? Are you in his presence enough? I just want you to just surrender whatever God's speaking to you about right now and just let him have it. And just remember, he's right here offering to trade his peace and his presence for whatever you want to offer him tonight. He's ready to make that trade. And I'm going to pray over you really quickly. Jesus, I just love you so much. I thank you for every single person that spent their time here tonight, Lord. I thank you that these ladies have a heart to serve you and love you. And I just pray that you would bless them tonight, that you would remind them right here in the chair that they're sitting in who they are and how much you love them. It doesn't matter what's going on in their life. You love them. They are your daughter. They are your masterpiece. And everything about them is pleasing in your sight, Lord. I just pray that their shoulders would just relax, that their minds would just be focused on you, and you would just fill them with the peace that passes all understanding, Lord, that they would leave having that grace that is sufficient, that power that's made perfect in their weakness, and that they would leave ready to live and walk out, do you know who I am in Christ? And just meet those challenges, Lord. I pray you give them strength, and wisdom and direction. If they're struggling with being overwhelmed, Lord, I pray you would focus their attention. If they're struggling with fear, Lord, I pray that you would just remind them, Lord, that you have not given them a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, Lord. And I pray that you would remind them 
Remind them every day how precious they are to you and how powerful they are through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for this evening, and I pray that you would bless everyone here. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I think some of you, maybe all of you, need to go home and write on your bathroom mirror a big old sign that says, do you know who I am? And if you're married and your husband walks in, you could totally be like, do you know who I am? Like, you could just say it. You can say it wherever you go. Do you know who I am? Because I want you to remember, I want you to walk in victory and walk in power and enjoy and not be, you know, distracted or um, easily taken out by the enemy. So I'm going to close with some information on our Bible studies, okay? Um, I feel like the Bible studies fit in with what I had to say tonight because um, they're all about growing spiritually and about fighting. The fervent book is about fighting battles and with the scripture and with prayers, and it's just, it's just really going to be good. So let me explain them to you. Uh, we are having them in three locations this time. They're not at the church. They're in three different locations. There's one in Owasso, one in Tulsa, and one in Jinx, which is for Jinx, Bixby, and Glenpool. So um, you can go to any one of them you want to. We wanted to make it more convenient for you. We wanted to make it more like homey and cozy and fun for you. So you can go to our FC Women Facebook page, and there's three different events. There's an Owasso event, a Tulsa event, a Jinx event. You can get the directions. You can get the person that's hosting it information. And um, Jinx, no, just kidding. Owasso and Tulsa are doing the same thing. They're doing the Propel Discussion Series on Spiritual Growth. These are really good teaching videos, okay? You do not need a book. Uh, the book is just like a discussion question guide. It's not a study guide. Um, so that's for Owasso and Tulsa. And they're also going to be reading the book of Ephesians because I can't have you do a Bible study and not have homework. You're going to read the book of Ephesians. And we're going to study it a little bit. So you just need your Bible. And if you're at the Jinx one, they're going to read the book Fervent by Priscilla Shire and kind of turn it into a study. And you do need that book. If you're going to go, you should buy it on Amazon right now. Or tomorrow, go to Lifeway or Mardell. And in that study, you need to show up next Tuesday when it begins, having read the first two chapters. If you don't, please still come. But you're going to discuss the first two chapters. And so you're going to kind of go over reading the book. You're going to discuss prayer strategies at the end. You're going to discuss the scriptures at the end and some of Ephesians also in that one. So we, it begins next Tuesday on the 2nd. Please come. It's four weeks long. It's going to be really powerful, and it really fits in to remind you who you are in Christ. All right? Then one last event. October the 22nd, we have an outreach service project here at the church that is partnering with the community and with the ministry called Motivational Me. It's called Pack the Purse. Okay, so this is on the 22nd. Our last Bible study is the 23rd. Do not go on the 22nd and not finish your Bible study on the 23rd. Okay? Go to both. <laughs> but what this is, is Carlette Morrison is heading this up. Where are you, Carlette? Woo, there she is. Hello. Ask her all the questions. Don't ask me any questions. Um, but this is a ministry to provide pack purses full of things that all of us need for women and teen girls that are um, homeless or in shelters. And so there are several options and ways that you can help. You can bring items to donate. They're listed on our event page on FC Women. You can ask Carlette. And if you bring them before the event, ask Carlette where to take them and when to take them. 
If you want to just show up and pack purses, you can do that. If you want to show up with donations and pack purses, you can do that. You can also bring purses and gently, new and gently used purses. Anyway, she's the girl to see, but we're doing that on the 22nd, and I love that because it's such a great ministry to women, and we as women can do that for some other women in need that are local. So, all right, um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go, right? And feel free to take all the food. Seriously, y'all didn't eat enough food. If you want to take some to people that live in your house, if you want to take some to your office tomorrow, whatever. Take some food. There's a lot of it. And you can shop a little bit on your way out, right? Okay. I'm going to pray. Jesus, thank you for our event and our evening and all these wonderful ladies. I pray you would bless them and keep them safe as they go tonight and remind them every single day who they are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.